Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rick You and Drew Show. I'm Rick You, and I'm Andrew. And today we've got a new feature on the show, Rick. Yeah, um, we have a special chat feature embedded into our Instagram handle. So find us on Instagram. Our handle is Rick You and Drew. Just our two names, Rick You and Drew, uh, put together as one word, Rick You and Drew. And find us click follow to follow us. And once you do that, you will be able to give us suggestions in real time that we can use in our next improv piece. So finally, we get to get suggestions from the people instead of making them up ourselves. Yeah. And uh, wow, we already have a lot of people in here. All right. What's the first suggestion? Um, well, <laughs> the first suggestion is dildo <laughs> come on really i thought our audience was better than that uh no i'm seeing a lot of people are voting for dildo <laughs> we can't take dildo as our suggestion we really we're better than that rick uh almost half of the people in the chat want dildo <laughs> no we're not taking dildo it's a bad suggestion and it's definitely going to ruin the next scene and quite possibly the whole show Look, you're being kind of melodramatic here. Let's just let's just try dildo this time. We already did. Remember the last time we took dildo as a suggestion? It was terrible. The scene was so bad, people became physically ill. Look, if the people want dildo, I think we should give them what they want. How about we just go with the old standby, pineapple? No way. We get pineapple way more than we get anything else. What's so great about pineapple? I'm not saying pineapple's great. I'm just saying at least we can work with it. It's not going to automatically destroy a scene like dildo will. But pineapple is so boring. It makes me sleepy. Yeah, but pineapple's just the suggestion. We can third thought it. Maybe the scene starts with the woman who stands to inherit the throne of the land. Like a heiress? Yeah, exactly. The young heiress is picking out a pineapple with her lifelong friend and lover, we quickly realize they've been together long enough to be considered a common law marriage. Oh, I get it. So the scene is really about a common law heiress, which will bring about way more ideas than pineapple or dildo would. Exactly. Common law heiress is an uncharted territory. So you're saying that pineapple will start the scene, but eventually common law heiress will take over. Exactly. So we could start with the suggestion of pineapple, even though it might not seem better than dildo. But if it gets us to Kamala Harris, that'll probably produce some really interesting things. Well, then why don't we just start with the suggestion of Kamala Harris? I don't think our audience is ready for that yet. Maybe in a few years. It's Rick, you, and Drew. It's a podcast. Welcome to the Rick You Andrew Show. I am Rick You, and over there is Andrew Peters. And I'm Andrew. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> That's your cue. <laughs> I, uh, let me introduce myself, man. You know, it's, it's oh, okay. No, we can do that again. Just be we'll, like, we'll do it again. No, we'll no, again. I like I like this banter being part of the uh, being part of the show. Let's okay. let the listeners into what's going on. You know, we don't need to edit out the fact that you're stepping on my toes right now. No, I mean, this is a, it's, it's a process, you know, it's mm -hmm. like a, the, the courting period, if you will. I'm, 
I'm dancing on your <laughs> shoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So I remember so we'll, we'll, being courted. We'll, we'll, <laughs> you do remember being courted? Yeah. Yeah. It you was, were courted? It was a good process. I was courted. Yeah. It was on the oh, basketball I, court. It was uh, terrifying. Was, was that a, that was like a pun? Uh, are we doing puns now? Is that what that, or was that a court, court pun? Or were you like, no, no, I got my, on a my, basketball my, court. Oh, that's a court event? Yeah, no. I was talking about the time I got my face smashed on a basketball court. We used to call it courting. Like, oh, <laughs> no, that's just, that's Daryl just, courted that's Andrew. Just, that's just good defense. You know, one time I was, I got fouled. I fouled out of a intramural league game in college in under two minutes. It was the fastest they said anybody in the history of basketball has ever fouled out of a game. I got called for two fouls on one play, which I don't think is possible. No, that's not. You, you can't get two fouls. No, because I hit him going up, and then again on the way down, I took out his legs when he was falling. I mean, they which, can hit you with a tech, but it's not two fouls. It's still just one foul. I had I had four fouls at that point, and they threw me out the game. So I think you I could know. appeal that to the to the intramural committee. Although I, five I, fouls I, would would foul you out in intramurals. Well, I've got a, a letter. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I just assumed we were playing. We had. <laughs> I don't think it's ever I just got quite two fouls. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever been quite an issue in an intramural game of people being fouled out. But hey, it is what it is. I mean. You know, we, we go, we go full on, we go hardcore, you know, who's this we you're referring to? We had five of us. Um, Otto was the biggest guy and he, Otto, wait, Otto. Just, yeah. let's take, let's take a rewind. Otto, like O-T-T-O. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, He's a is that short for something or was that just his name? I think it was Otterino, Otterino probably. Oh yeah. No, of course. How did I not think Otterino? <laughs> Yeah, but Adorino isn't a palindrome unless you kind of double the the Adorino no rhino team, I guess. We could call him Adorino no rhino team. Yeah. And that would right. be a palindrome. Right. But um yeah, he was like, you know, very tall, like six five, something like that, six six, and just uncoordinated and unskilled as all hell. Like couldn't play basketball at all. But like was very intimidating. So so people would like stack the defense. And, like, he would just kind of walk under the rim and everybody would be guarding him. And then, you know, we'd pass it out to somebody that could actually play basketball. <laughs> and the whole time I was just slapping people like, <laughs> left and right. Just, I mean, you always need the no. guy who's like the, the you know, car dealership inflatable, inflatable tall guy that just stands under the hoop. No skill whatsoever, just flailing around. <laughs> but, like, it's hard to get around that guy when you're trying to drive to the lane. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, those the actual the inflatable car guys are I feel like they're going out of style. I'm seeing a lot of different things like big um, like well obviously Santa at Christmas time, but yeah I feel I feel like I don't see those guys much anymore, which I is a shame. Going to the wrong part of town. Oh, you see them a lot? Yeah, it's it's like there's this part of Miami that's uh, you know if you take the Palmetto and get off on 57th Ave. There's like five car dealerships, just one after another, after another. And they're each competing over who can have the best inflatable car dealership guy. Wow. So like, what? you know, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses where everybody wants the, the, you know, biggest house or patio or whatever, like 
I'm going to have an inflatable car dealership guy that's just two feet taller than yours. And I'm going to get the business. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that because that leads us into our first segment perfectly. Um, we actually have two of those uh, inflatable uh, blow-up car salesman figurines, um, and they've agreed to, to join us here uh, on the podcast. And uh, so this is a segment that we like to call Inflatable Car Guys. So uh, looks like I'm moving on up to Mercedes next week. <laughs> I don't believe you for a second. Nobody but a Hyundai would ever have you in their lot. Hey, man, I, I'm going places, okay? I'm going to be on, on the cover of Car and Driver someday, right on top of that brand new Benz. Yeah, is that what Brayman told you? That's like telling a dog he's going off to a farm when he's about to die. I got news for you, man. They're retiring you. No, they would not retire me. They haven't no. never sold a car without me at this place. Sure, you're just going to be there forever. You're a staple. Haven't you ever thought about what happens when we go out of style, Reggie? Yeah, we get bumped up to the, the higher class because higher class dealers like the old-fashioned models because, you know, older car drivers, they like an older model inflatable car guy. You are delusional, man. I've always said it to you. We've got a lifespan, Reggie. And I'll tell you something, you got to start realizing that. Because tomorrow, tomorrow's not guaranteed, Reg. You know what? You've always been jealous of me. And I think that's what this is. I think this is just a trick. You're trying to learn my secrets. See, you're all, you're all sideways wiggle, man. The up and down, that's what people want to see. You're nuts. It's about crosswind, man. Everybody can do up and down. You got to be able to do the sideways wiggle. That's what they want at the car dealership. And that is why you're going to the farm, so to speak. I am going up to Fort Lauderdale. I don't even need oh. this whole city. I'm going to be a Fort Lauderdale Mercedes selling machine. Oh, my God. You really do. You just eat it all up, hook, line, and sinker. You think you're going they to Fort Lauderdale? Me. You know what's they in love Fort Lauderdale? Me. It's what? the car dealership inflatable guy chop shop. Nobody ever told you that? No. No, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. They break us up and they sell our parts. Where do you think those blue tarps where people put on the roof for hurricanes, you think they just come out of nowhere? Every that one was, of those is a that wasn't us? soldier. Well, it oh is us God. is what I'm saying. Oh, no. What are we going to do? We, can, we, can't do? we can't go up there and let me die. Why don't you go in my place? I'm not going to do that. I got a better idea. I've been feeding rats down at the base of my tube. Once they okay. eat through the bottom, I'm floating away like a balloon at a kid's party. I'm floating away. But then I'll be down here. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen really to me? Seem like my issue. Oh, my God. My left hand is stuck. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's That's stuck. the beginning. Wait. Nibble! Oh, and scene. Man, I had to end that one. My shoulders were hurting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't really you don't really think about that when you're when you go into a motion. Like, oh. oh, I guess I'm going to be doing this for five minutes. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, it was, 
that's that's a lot of rigorous rotator cuff activity there. I never I never really empathized with the inflatable tube car dealership guys like I, I do in this very moment. <laughs> Poor guys. Next time, the next time I drive by a dealership, I'm gonna give them a hearty salute for their yeah. service. Yeah, because definitely. maybe just <laughs> drop a helium tank next to them and give them a wink and a nod, like, "Hey, man, I got you." <laughs> Here's a little support for those rusty <laughs> joints of yours. <laughs> yeah, man, man, oh man. Yeah. Speaking of rusty joints, I was uh, wow, actually. That was nice. uh, Andrew's nickname uh, that, in college was Rusty Joints. I was going to say, is that the segue you were trying to you were trying to get going there? Yeah, that's whatever. No, so, I've been doing some Zoom Tai Chi lately, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've never done it before. Part of it is you stick your arms out in front of you, right? And you're supposed to elevate them above your head. And then you kind of hold them there. <laughs> for like weeks and i'm like i've never done this that long before and i get tired right around now my arms have been up for about about a good it feels like 20 minutes and like to zoom tai chi or is that just all tai chi um i i don't know if zoom tai chi tai chi is different have you ever done uh, actual like in person breathing human tai chi no no i've never done tai chi i've done yoga and i've meditated I feel like Tai Chi is somewhere in the middle of those two things. I think it is. Um, I don't really know much about it yet. I'm just like right, just started. Um, I can hardly it, tell think, by your description of what it was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's different than it was in Karate Kid Part 2. Okay. I mean, that was mostly Tai Chi, right? I'm thinking of Karate Kid Part 1 where he's standing on the stump in in you know venice beach isn't that tai no, chi I, that maybe it is maybe it maybe it should be tai. i guess it might be karate because he's the karate kid i guess if it was tai chi it'd be the tai chi kid that's tai in chi the uh, in the 80s though where like every form of martial arts was just karate nobody differentiated <laughs> between like kung fu or or like you know jeet kune do or anything it was just like oh he knows karate Right. Yeah, actually, I don't really know my lineage kind of honed down. I, I've got some Polish in me, some Czechoslovakian in me, I think. Hmm. My mom says there's my grandmother told me that I, either I was the Prince of Poland or my grandfather was the Prince of Poland, my great grandfather. What I'm trying to say is there's royal blood in here somewhere i i i I see the expression on your face that you might not be buying this does this sound like are you calling my grandmother my late grandmother a a liar is that what you're trying to say i'm gonna say as far as you being the prince of poland that's a hard no i think we can we can nix that one it's not like poland's been looking for the prince for 37 years like where did he go (laughs) no i mean not like the direct prince like you want a lower layer like remember in Remember in King Ralph, right? He wasn't like the next on the line. He was like 30 guys down the line. They had to find him. There had to be oh. a, a, a camera. You know, they, they, so in the beginning of King Ralph, those of you that don't remember, they brought the whole royal family together to take a picture and they were electrocuted, right? So they had to send them over to Reno where John Goodman's over there and he's the heir to the throne, right? That's me. I'm John Goodman in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a, a common 
common uh, sort of plot. I think that was Mr. Deeds, the Adam Sandler movie, where he's like the long lost relative. But I digress because what you're trying to say <laughs> is you're you're a prince of Poland, not the prince of Poland. I think that's yes. where you're you're probably you know your verbiage could have been better. It might be I could be the prince of Poland if enough people die. So you need them all to get together for a photo shoot mm-hmm. and get electrocuted, just like in King Ralph. Yes. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's funny because that ties into our next segment perfectly mm-hmm. because we actually have some uh, footage and audio of the last time the Polish royal family got together to take a picture. And uh, we're going to play it for you right now in a segment we like to call the Polish royal family's photo shoot hmm. can't believe they invited you william you i don't want to be disgrace. here any more than you want me here i heard you call me a disgrace i don't care i'm not a part of this family in my my heart you're a part of the family william but it's a part we choose to ignore for many many years fortunately i'm gonna go you you, you cannot leave with the the photo with the, the photo must have include everyone. You, you, must, you must stay. It must include everybody who's part of the family, not everybody who is made part of the family against their will. I'm going, and there's nothing you can do to keep me here. Look, William, your, your grandmother wants you in this picture as much as I and my wife detest you. It really is, it is her, her decision and not mine. You know, you could just call my sister Abigail. You don't have to refer to her as your wife like she's some piece of chattel. My property, Abigail, we are running by Polish common law, mind you. Therefore, my property, Abigail, despises you just as much as I do. In fact, the entire family despises you, William. That's not true. If they despised me, they wouldn't want me in the picture. Meanwhile, Seems like you're the little imp that they sent to get me in the picture. You ever wonder why you're the one who gets all these jobs that are oh so important? Oh, no, I am the, the messenger of the, the prince. I'm the messenger. That is a, a, a royal appointment, okay? I've been knighted twice. First of all, you're the messenger of a prince. He's not the prince. He's 37th on the line of secession. You're taking orders from a guy that gets no respect. He's above you in the line of succession, William. Well, you know what, Randolph? I don't even want to be in the line of succession. So who's the fool? The one who has aspirations for nothingness like you? Kissing the feet of the 37th prince in line? Or the guy who's trying to go make his own living? Selling ruples. William, ruples will never catch on. I've told you this before. Ruples are the, the Bitcoin of your generation. I didn't say ruples. I said RuPaul's. I sell little figurines of RuPaul. They're getting really hot. Oh, my God. Yes, RuPaul is the, the phase. She is like the, uh, the Bitcoin of the past generation. Mm. Now who's important and who's not, Randolph? All right. Perhaps we could strike a deal. Perhaps, what if I were to move you up on the ledger of succession, if you will, for, let's say, 97% of your business? 
interesting. I'm going to think it over. Okay, I've thought it over. I have a counteroffer. My mm, counteroffer yeah. is you poses me in the family photo. I poses you and you get 0% of my business. And you have to explain why you're giving the middle finger in a royal family photo. But I, I, would, I would never do that. I would not be receiving any percent. I like my deal much more than yours, William. No further counteroffers. Last best. But, but that, that's not an offer. You're just asking me to look like an idiot, like a fool, like a nincompoof in a video of photo that being for no percentage. But I, I will participate in this elaborate ruse of yours. You missed the point, Randolph. Why would I pay you to look like a nincompoop? You do it for free without even knowing. You know, I know we've done this before, but I think we must settle this with a duel. But it will not be an ordinary duel. Oh no, it will be a duel of the mind. This is gonna go the same way it always goes, Randolph. If you wanna oh, embarrass I think yourself. Not. You may have best me in physical strength, Wits and intelligence, but you will never bust me with. You cannot move. Your right hand is about to slap yourself in the face as hard as you can. Now! <laughs> and now you will march out of this room and you will go tell the king that he is a flabbergasting fool. You are a flabbergasting Oh. Archers, archers, mace. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready for the photo now. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 basically King Ralph, right? I mean, oh no no, totally. I um, I'm glad I got to use my Polish accent. That's one that I've got like deep in the in the bag of tricks that I don't get to pull out that much. <laughs> And I'm I'm really glad I got to I got to refine my Polish accent there. That was awesome. Yeah, it's funny because my my Polish accent is just like my normal accent, except I'm kind of like snooty. That's all. I mean, it's just it's just like one generic European accent where somebody just puffs their chest out. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what I thought. I'm from Europe. Look at me, mm. <laughs> European. You notice. Mm. You ever notice how like, in any, any movie about ancient Rome, they have to get British actors because Americans just think that's what people sounded like in ancient Rome? Like they were speaking <laughs> Latin. They weren't speaking English with a British accent. But if it were to be a bunch of American actors with American accents, American audiences would be like, well, that's not real. That didn't seem authentic at all. <laughs> well, it's like all the, uh, when you hear um, like Colin Farrell, like the first time I, I heard Colin Farrell, obviously, was in the movie Daredevil, the, the cinematic masterpiece, Ben Affleck, fueled Daredevil. Um, and that one, he's he has this really strong accent. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe Colin Farrell can do that accent that well. But that's just his normal voice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's weird how Australians, Irish people, Brits, they can do an American accent spot on, but when Americans try to do their accent, it's like, eh, it's a little <laughs> choppy. Like, is the American accent just that unsophisticated? It's that easy to do? Or are they just better at linguistics? Um, I think probably both. I think 
yeah. we have an easy accent to coax and we have a really skilled set of English actors and actresses. Yeah. Actresses. Yeah. Exercise. Like exercise exercises. Exercises. Actresses. It's actresses. I think yeah, it's just actors. It's, yeah. it's actors. Yeah. I'm just overthinking it. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I, I get it. It's it's all the Latin I was mentioning earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the the overall the overall thing to remember is that the American accent has all of these, you know, subtle nuances mm-hmm. of it state to state, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if, I mean, obviously people can do the Boston accent and people can do the New York accent and they can do, well, I mean, I, I mean, Tony Montana, you know, did the most authentic Cuban Miami oh accent ever. Oh, it was so good. So good. <laughs> You know, it's funny because coming from the Midwest, that was that was what I thought all Cuban people spoke like. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And my wife was watching that with me the other day, uh, Scarface. And uh, she's like, what, what is he doing? What, what's going yeah, on with his uh, voice? And I'm like, oh, and no, he that's, was, that's he was how, 110% into talk. it. You know, yeah. Pacino like walked off set. He's like, oh, that was... I nailed it right there. Did you hear it? <laughs> oh, God. You talk to a Cuban person about that movie now because it's like they had Robert Loggia playing like a Cuban. <laughs> or was he Colombian? Like Robert Loggia? What, how is that the guy you made a drug lord? <laughs> you can be a military general or other you cannot be drug war <laughs> that's funny though that you you bring this up because it kind of it takes us right into our next piece which is the casting call for scarface where there was a whole group of native cubans who tried to get parts for the movie of course it does all right <laughs> and we will call this segment Casting Call. So that was the first time that I ever acted, and uh, I've been doing it ever since I was 12, and I, I really think that with my background and what this movie's about, I'm, I'm perfect for it. Hey, man, I need you to know something. I, I'm sorry, is that your impersonation of a Cuban person? Because with my... Cuban ancestry, I'm a little offended by that. No, man, no. I don't do authentic Cuban, all right? I do Pacino Cuban. Cubano. A little bit Italian, little Cuban, little Brooklyn, little Lower East Side of Babushka. That is not what Cubans sound like. It's highly offensive. And it's a a hybrid. Frankly, it's a a hybrid? hybrid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like the Prius of accents, baby. I got a little over here. You can charge me up. You can pull me out and drive me for 200 miles. Chico, a little Razor Ramon in there as well. You know, a real actor would be able to do an accent on command and a good accent like somebody from Australia can do. You're nothing more than a linguistic hack. No, 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 man. I'm not a hack or an actor. I'm a linguistic artiste. All right, I'm fusing different cultures. I'm fusing different accents, Mamingo, Baza, Bingo. You're confusing different accents. I think what you're going for 
is Moro Wanaris. You want to talk like this because you think Cuban people talk like this. Okay, man. I can talk like this. Now we're going to oh. get the part, brother. Now you're going to talk like me, huh? You're going to go to the store? I'll go to the store. This whole movie is about people going to the store. <laughs> that is, that is absolutely how it's done. See, I don't specialize in one accent. I specialize in mixing of accents and, and kind of the blending of cultures, you know? That's when it gets really tough. It gets tough when you're like, you know, I'm going to put a little bit of tomato sauce, a hint of salt, a little bit of garlic. You've got you've to have the right ingredients, but the right amount of those ingredients. And that's really what I think you do, what you do best. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's amazing that I can do that and not insult like 10 different cultures individually at the exactly. same time. Exactly, you know which mean? is why it's, every, every accent I have in every scene that we do is just me because I've come to realize <laughs> I just get myself into trouble the more I do accents. <laughs> it is, it's tough to, uh, yeah. to try and do it, well, obviously, good, um, but... Uh, well, and non-stereotypically. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've already established that I can do Jewish things that are offensive because I'm Jewish. So it's like when I'm watching when I'm watching improv and somebody does the grandma voice. Oh my god! I, it's like now I watch them. It's like, oh, come on. but in my defense, I only do that in scenes to you where I'm your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's nostalgic to be honest. Like when you do that, I can smell just matzo ball soup from nowhere. It's it's just like that sensory uh, activation, you know, the, association. Are you a fan of the matzo ball soup? Oh, love. It's got to be good matzo ball soup. But yeah, my grandmother's recipe, just one taste of it. And it's like I'm, I'm brought back to my childhood. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. If I'm sick and I have matzo ball soup, I, I feel better, even though I know that it doesn't have healing powers. Like that's not a real thing. But if you believe it has healing powers, doesn't it have healing powers? Um, yeah, like Tylenol, right? I mean, Tylenol Tylenol's doesn't fake. do Tylenol's fake, but if you believe yeah. in Tylenol, if you believe in Advil, if you believe in Ambien, they will combine to make you feel better. There's a word for it that I'm at a loss for now. It's a uh, uh, cinnamiopus. Cinnamiopus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. That's the medical term. I don't know what the generic, like, over-the-counter version, but, like, oh, if you're going to... If you're going to WebMD this, if you're following along on the computer and you want to WebMD Cinemiopus, mm -hmm. uh, you'll find it's, a, it's actually a, a mix of placebo versions of Tylenol, Advil, mm -hmm. and Ambien that you take at the same time. And it doesn't destroy you because they're placebos. But yep. if you believe... That was the word. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Rick, another illuminating, intriguing, deep, and honest conversation that I think we're having here. And a conversation I'm glad we're having, quite frankly. It's an important conversation. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of, you know, there's so many things going on in the world um, right now that are important. Um, so I'm glad that we are talking about them here. I think we've covered, yeah. we've covered just about everything, right? I mean, we got all of them. 
No, we got all of them. I'm, I'm Pandemic that... talk, civil rights talk. Sure. We did a little of that hurricane that hit the Midwest talk. Yeah, we um, had that nice segment about uh, wealth inequality, which I think we really tapped into some of the, the deeper issues going on there. Group mm-hmm. economics, Bill, something that I think could really help. Bill Cosby and the Weinsteins. And yeah, you know, yeah, we might have to edit that out, but hey, I mean, talk nonetheless. I'm glad we had a conversation. People want to hear these things. People want to hear these issues. So um, as long as you guys want to hear these issues, we will be back next week talking about the issues on another episode of Rick, you and and Drew. <laughs> Perfect bark. Perfect bark. It's Rick, you and Drew. It's a podcast.